Part One, Chapter One of Rhonda, or Thirty Three Years in a Star. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Chuck Williamson. Rhonda, or Thirty Three Years in a Star, by Florence Carpenter Diudon. Part One, Roy Lee's Journal, Chapter One, Monarch of Fate. Monarch of fate is man, above all destiny. Man yet shall chain the stars, shall drive the harnessed worlds," said Regan Farmington. It was winter midnight in the Adirondack Mountains. Regan had brought us to the desolate hut of a hermit. We had not yet realized that the circumstance might be the result of design. It seemed like an accident. We had been lost in the snowstorm. The horses had failed us. Even Father Renaudin, who for twenty years had not missed his smallest appointment for any hindrance, was bewildered and could not say which way to go to save us all from death. Like a spirit of the storm itself, Regan had led us through drifted ravines and across cloudy plains until we reached safety. The warm light of the fire fell upon a company which had never before been united under one roof. There was Father Renaudin, the fanatical puritanic priest of a small new sect, one which had gathered in this wilderness. His silver hair, pale stern face, tall, powerful form, and crimson robe were vividly illuminated. Beside him sat the beautiful Isabella, with bronze hair, starry eyes, perfect face. Her purple velvet robes were heavy with rich furs. Her arms and hands were sparkling with jewels. A very queen of beauty was Isabella. On the other side of the hearth was Rhonda, a dull, frightened child. Her face was tear-stained, and her lips were yet quivering from her recent fright. Her brown eyes were too large. Her red hair was tumbling loose from its braids. Still, I must pity her, shabby, frail, in terror, but all alone among us. Regan was there. I remember him yet as he looked then. I think I shall remember him so beyond the grave. His dark patrician face was lighted with iniquitous triumph, which glowed beneath a mask of assumed quiet as fiery coals glow under ashes. His jet-black hair clustered in rings around his brow. His wonderful, beautiful eyes scintillated scorn. It seemed to me that the life of his soul was demon-bred, but chained to certain customs of humanity because weighted with the accident of a human body. Regan's name was the town's disgrace. Though so young, he had no friends, accepted no truths, discarded all faiths. He talked of a destiny which, he claimed, blundered in ruling the universe, 
a creature blind and non-reasoning of immensity itself apart a monstrous something driven like the sun but by some causeless motor forever the storm raged on unabated as i looked at regan some subtle influence seemed to stand beside me plain as a human friend's i heard its whisper duped duped again roy lee do you recall that this is the thirteenth of november the thought chilled me the thirteenth i hated regan he had just saved my life but i still hated him why did he listen listen one need not listen to the storm did the old hermit die here alone asked isabella the silent form lay in another room i was here i came at the last almost too late answered regan as in a dream i saw that deathbed the monomaniac lying in darkness watched by the angel fear menaced by the monarch death waiting waiting for such a friend of all the earth when he had forgotten all else but his dream in my name he gave me this it is the secret of his life perhaps you would like to know it and regan unrolled a large scroll it was yellow with age mapped and covered with long lines and singular hieroglyphics what does it mean asked rhonda we spread the chart upon the table to view it better it contains the discovery which is the result of the observation of three generations a circle of meteoric worlds and fragments is whirling on an elongated orbit around our sun once in thirty-three and a third years it strikes the path of the earth small planets mingled with masses of chaos are brought almost to the tops of our mountains years ago the hermit devised a spiral car which by means of subterranean cavities walled with cement and filled with certain explosives of his own combination should be shot into the coming meteor all the machinery of the contrivance is hidden and connected with a secret clock at the precise second when the world strike right the clock will explode the torpedoes and the car will be launched into space <laughs> twice has greg dempster seen the small star or world come close but he mistook his measurements as he did not calculate for the swerving of the ball from its true orbit as it passed the great planets out in space this time he would have been successful but he shared the great hope which had become the nerve of his life with another man and from the lesson tension died right said father anodin if greg dempster had kept his secret he had seen his star once more but only then to die of disappointment for man to migrate from star to star is an impossibility then regan replied 
monarch of fate is man above all destiny man yet shall chain the stars shall drive the harnessed worlds it is simply impossible repeated the priest from the darkness where lay the dead man came a voice and i will give him the morning star then all was voiceless save the storm <gasps> the dead speak cried the pale ronda clasping her hands isabella had been brave in all the danger now she rose and with the girl as her companion stood close to the door that mockery of mystery a voice from the dead was more terrible than anything which we were accustomed to account for by natural laws the rocks on which the hut stood seemed to shake and to reverberate uh, the people say the hermit spent his life in tunneling the rocks and in watching the stars said father renaudin it seems as if the tunnels if such there be had made musical pipes of themselves to-night suddenly regan crossed the room to where the two girls stood something was in his face which was terrible i hastily drew isabella away from him the other one rhonda looking at him fell back from the door and cried this is the day let us go regan let us go before i could comprehend i saw father renaudin move toward regan who like a flash opened the door and cast into the terrible lurid night the girl rhonda after which he bolted the door and steadied himself as if for a death struggle with father renaudin then i heard the jar of the steps of two powerful combatants but everything was dark there were no words until regan cried too late you must all go a window crashed open above us it gave us a view of a world black with storm ringed in by a halo of electric fire dashing down at us falling falling the struggle ceased we held our weak human hands above our heads to ward off the stroke of a world there was a smothering jar end of part one chapter one